Hey there. Welcome back to the Purpose Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Jess Sato. And today I want to dig into probably my absolute favorite thing to talk about when it comes to building and growing a business. And that is strategy. So let me start with a little story because I think this will help set the context for why I think strategy is so important and the approach that I use with my own clients in my own business and that came from years of being in corporate. So back before I had my own consulting practice, I was responsible for the management and the delivery of over 100 leadership development courses being delivered globally at the Boeing. And that role taught me the importance of having a very solid strategic. It was really critical for us when we were building out our plans, when we looked at the larger goals that the company had and tying all those pieces together. We had to factor in what the values of the organization were. So, you know, really looking back, what were the goals that the company had and how did our organization fit within those? We looked at what were our success metrics. And we also had to lay out what was our resource and our personnel allocation plan. Because In order to run 100 programs over the course of a year in different locations all across the globe, you can't just hope that you have people available. You can't just hope that you have the resources that you need. And so building out strategic plans and trying to think about your end game became incredibly important. And it was also a tool that I was able to use to create more structure and clarity throughout my day, throughout my week, month, year, etc. The process that I used then, I have slowly adapted over the course of time, especially now that I run my own practice and I have to do my own strategic planning. And I'm also helping my clients do the same. And that method that I've kind of come to adopt is what I call the strategy method. And I have really only made a couple of changes to this over the course of time. And that was really to make sure that the business I was building actually supported my own life goals. So I've talked before, both on the blog and here in the podcast, that It doesn't make any sense to build a business that doesn't support the life that you really want to have. And truly, one of the hallmarks of being an entrepreneur is making sure that all the pieces fit together. So much like what I was doing back in those corporate days of making sure that the work I was doing aligned with the corporation's goals, we have to do that from a life perspective. Now, one of the hallmarks of a mature and truly thriving business is having a well-defined 
and a well-documented strategy that really takes into account the impact that you want to make in the world. And interestingly enough, I was reading a study not too long ago. Um, I'll have to see if I can dig up the, the source for it. But it said something along the lines of 80% or something around there, 80% of leaders feel that their company is good at crafting a strategy, but only 44% feel like they're good at implementation. And the study went on to talk about how in that same, in that same vein, only 2%, 2 of leaders were confident that they would achieve bulk of their strategic objectives. And if I extrapolate that to small businesses, solopreneurs, I think those numbers are actually even worse. And the reason for that is because when you're still in that growth stage, you're doing so much, you're doing all of it, and we have a tendency to create really grandiose plans that are going to be difficult to implement on our own. And so the strategy method is really meant to help you simplify the process of building a strategy and creating a framework for your business. So today I want to dig into what the strategy method is, and it's really going to set the stage for where we're going from here. Because one of the things I've been talking a lot about on the blog is how important it is to understand how you're actually going about making the changes, creating the impact that you really want to make. And that really starts with having a really clear understanding of what that is. We'll come back to that piece later. But having the strategy and the wherewithal to actually do that and grow your business at the same time. Now, before I begin, I know for some people, this can feel really daunting. Like laying out a strategic plan can feel super overwhelming. And I hope that this process really simplifies that in your mind and also encourages you to think about this in a way that is not eating the elephant, you know, all at one time, but bit. So we start with taking a hard look at the state of your business. And the reason we start here is because if you've been in business for a while, you probably have some data, you probably have some insight on what's working and what's not working. And I'm a huge proponent of really tracking your metrics and taking a hard look at where you are in your revenue growth cycle, et cetera. So the numbers and the data provide really valuable insight that you can use to strategically change your business, right? This is not a case where we want to wholesale, throw the baby out with the bathwater and hope that we're making good decisions. The data will help guide those decision-making things that you're doing. So by taking the time to analyze, for example, your revenue sources, like where is the money in your business coming? Looking at, are you meeting your revenue goals? Like what is the financial performance of the business? And that could be, you know, depending on the scale, the scale of your business could be looking at how much money are you making every single month? Is that consistent? What does your cash flow, which is really just a fancy word for 
how consistent is the money coming into your business. Um, looking at those kinds of things to figure out where you're thriving and where you need to make some improvements. Looking at the data and taking a perspective on the state of your business is also an invitation to really think about and reflect on what's working for you as the CEO of the business, as well as looking at how are things going for your team if you have one. Even if you simply have a VA who works for you, you know, 10 hours a month, it's worth looking at, is this relationship working? Are we moving the needle forward together, right? All of this is really just an invitation, much like what, you know, the president of the U.S. does every single year. They sit down in Congress, they talk about what's working from, you know, a perspective that they, that they have. They're looking at the data, they're looking at, you know, how have we advanced or regressed from year to year? And then what are their initiatives going forward? So this is a really important step. And I think it's worth doing on a very regular basis. This is not like an everyday activity, but I definitely think it's an activity that's worth reflecting on at least quarterly and for sure, at least twice a year, end of year, going into the new year, mid, you know, mid year, um, because you can really still have the power to course correct if you're veering off track. The second piece in this process is thrive in life. And I told you before that this is the one piece that I wanted to make sure that was added to this process, because again, the business has to work for you. And, you know, if I think back to my corporate days, I spent so much time essentially playing Tetris with my life, hoping that, oh my gosh, you know, as the, the, the brick wall was building that I would be able to fit whatever piece was randomly coming my way into the equation without, you know, essentially, you know, putting myself out. And so that was exhausting. And when I started my business, my goal was to create more flexibility. And we have the power to control that. So, you know, I know sometimes the phrase work smarter, not harder can sometimes feel really trite. But there's so much truth in there, right? We get to redefine what success looks like. We get to understand what some of these big nebulous terms like freedom and flexibility and fulfillment really mean to us. And we build our business with those definitions. In the next part is revisit your business. Now, I'm going to go into this in much more detail in the coming weeks because, like I mentioned, really having a clear understanding of those core business foundational elements, your theory of change, your clear vision, mission, and values, um, you know, how you have structured your business, the way you bring in money, all of those things are critical to your success as a business owner. So I'm not going to do it justice here today, but one of the things I will point out here is, and why I think it's important to revisit your business design on a consistent basis is that many entrepreneurs, especially right now in this post-COVID era, we're burned out. We're exhausted from doing, 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 and pushing the envelope to try to make sure we hit our goals and our targets. And for a lot of people, sometimes those goals and targets aren't even realistic or doable given the nature of the business model that they've selected. So we will come back to this. But if you're already starting to noodle on this, some questions I want you to ask yourself are, 
will the offers that I have in place at the price point that I have given them get me to my revenue goal? And the second question that goes with this is at what cost? And I really want you to think about this from like a holistic perspective, from a time, from an energy, from an effort perspective, and also what is it cost from a dollar's perspective. And if you were to make a shift in your business, can you serve more people and have the impact that you really want? And I think maybe from a, take a couple steps back, does the way I'm serving clients feel good to you? So we'll dig into this piece later, but revisit your business design is a critical element and is something that I'm consistently doing on a monthly basis. The fourth piece is aim high. And like I said, a lot of times we're setting very ambitious goals, right? I mean, by definition, most entrepreneurs have big, grandiose ideas. We love to just go for the gusto. And if you've been following me for a while, you know, I've been talking about impact for a while. It is an invitation for each of us to really think big. So while revenue and profit objectives are important, you're never going to hear me say that they aren't, right? We are running businesses. They're not the sole markers of success. So I like to think about our goals from a broader context. Like, okay, yes, what are the business objectives and what are my impact objectives? And this could look at, you know, could be looked at from a couple of different perspectives, From a social impact perspective, a lot of times we're looking at this from a people lens, like how do we address social injustice? How do we address ethics in business or ethics in life? Are we actively pursuing things like pay inequality, discrimination? Like this is like the human side of the business. Another perspective that we can look at from like an impact lens is what's happening from our environmental. So do you have a business that could actively pursue some environmental sustainability goals? Are you working with people who have environmental sustainability, right? Is the focus about decreasing your current earth? We get to play around with where we think our business can have the most impact. And we want to do that in a way that's deeply aligned. That's why when you look at what we've accomplished so far from a strategy method perspective, We've looked at where are we in the business? We've looked, you know, how does it fit with our life? Is the business model that we're, that we've created and offers and all of businessy stuff, is it working for us? When we can answer that question, like, yes, it's working for us and it's allowing me to, that I really want to have, that's when we start to see the magic. The other way I think about aiming high is really thinking about Are there practical things in the business that I really care about pursuing? And this is sort of separate from the impact. It's separate from the revenue, right? Some of you may have a goal to land a TED talk, right? Many of you know I do TEDx speaker coaching. And a lot of my clients have a desire to amplify their thought leadership, to amplify their voice on the TEDx stage. Maybe you have a goal of writing a book. We're starting a podcast. These are typically what we think of as project-based goals, and they have a finite start and a finite finish. Um, those can fit in here as well. 
So you've got a, a kind of a, a broad lens that you can use when you're thinking about your goal setting. But I always go back to how does the goals that I'm putting in place for myself, how do they drive the business forward? And how do they help me increase the impact that I'm really trying to make? The next piece in this process, and this is probably the area that I think many business owners struggle with because it's now we're moving into, as my good friend Becky says, the brass tacks of the business. Those first four pieces are all about sort of the, the framework of the business and how we are taking forward momentum. But tailoring your market, marketing and sales strategies is critical to the actual growth of the business. So it's great to have big goals, but at the end of the day, we have to have effective marketing and sales strategies if we want to get traction in the business, if we want to create. And this really comes back to an evaluation of our target market. It comes down to how are we getting ourselves in front of new people on a consistent basis? How do we build those relationships with people who are entering our pipeline? And then what are we actually inviting them into? Like, how are we converting those people into paying clients? And how do we do that without a bunch of like nasty, high pressure, garbagey sales? So thinking about this by sort of reverse engineering, like we take a look at our goals, we see like, oh, okay, my revenue goal is X. Well, how do I do that? Well, I offer coaching and consulting practices and I am actively selling those services to businesses. And I know that if I, you know, let's just break down the numbers. If I need to hit 100K in revenue and my coaching and consulting package is $10,000, then that means I need 10. How am I moving people through that client pipeline and giving them the opportunity to work with. Those are the questions that we have to ask ourselves and we need to be able to articulate exactly how we're doing each step of the process. What are the tools, the tactics, and the strategies that we're using? If you do nothing else in your business, I encourage you to do this. Really get super, super clear on how you are bringing people into your client pipeline, how you are building relationships with them so that they know who you are, so that they like you, and actually want to do business with you. And then how are you inviting them to actually work with you? We can talk about this in more detail later, but this is the, and most businesses have a very inconsistent process when it comes to their client attraction system, their marketing and sales activity. So consistency and clarity about your plan is the name of the game here. The next is engineering your weekly plans. And this is probably one of my favorite parts of the process because as a planner, I like to know what I'm doing on a week-to-week basis. There's nothing worse than coming in, sitting down at my desk and staring at my computer thinking, what am I going to do this week? And then it becomes sort of this you know, shotgun approach and hoping that what I'm doing is going to help. Whereas if we are 
strategic and have done the steps that we've already talked about, now all of a sudden we're able to effectively run the business, delegate what needs delegating to the team if you have one, and spending our time on the things where we most need to be. As the business owner, a big part of our job is revenue generating companies. That's that sales and marketing So the way I have found this to work the best for me and and for many of my clients is to think about this in 90-day increments, right? If you go back to your corporate days, if you were in corporate, you know annual goal planning was the name of the game. But it was almost always like October when we're starting to look at our plan and thinking, holy crap, I need to get all these things done. Whereas in business, because we're constantly having to move the needle forward, we need a smaller timeline. For me, that happens to be 90 days. It's easier for me to break those goals that I've set, impact goals and revenue goals, into smaller buckets and then further subdivide them based on each month and where I need to be focused on each and every single week. So when I do that, it allows me to take really consistent action without being overwhelmed. The Next piece, and we're almost to the end, is get moving. And this is just a fancy way of saying, how are we taking action? This, to me, is where the rubber meets the road. Everything up until now has really been about strategizing, aligning, planning. But in order to avoid being part of that 44% that I mentioned where we don't actually execute, we have to take action. So this is where having accountability partner, having a coach or a mentor, maybe you have all three, depending on the needs of your business. Having someone in your corner provides accountability that you need to stay on track. And I'll be honest, I have a coach, I have mentors, and I have accountability partners. And it has been vital to my success. It's been vital toward, you know, getting me to keep the ball rolling forward when I feel like I want to just like chuck the whole business. And yes, I do have those days. Having people in my corner who keep me grounded, who say, hey, that isn't going to move the needle forward. This is what needs to happen has been really essential. So having weekly check-in dates or regular check-in dates with your coach, with your mentor, all of that becomes essential to actually get moving in the business. And last but not least is your weekly CEO time. I am obsessed with CEO time. And if you're not familiar with that term, CEO time is essentially a dedicated chunk of time in your calendar each and every week where you can step in and look at the business. Or maybe I should say you can step and look at the business and really get that solid strategic look at your business. So this is different than you know the state of your business from a massive perspective. This is the weekly state of your business. How are you doing on your goals for that particular If your goal was to close five clients, where are you in that process? It gives you so much ability to steer the ship and turn the rudder so that you're actually moving in the right direction. It helps you amp up activities or gives you permission to slow it down when you've already been, you know, making progress. So for me, every Monday morning is my dedicated CEO time. I mean, somebody, there has to be some serious thing that keeps me from CEO time because I think it is that critical. 
it's where I'm able to really get the lay of the land and to figure out what I need to be doing differently. It allows me to get in the right space for the week and build my plan from there. So this process, this strategy is, I think, deeply worthwhile, even though it can be time consuming. Like I said, it's not something that you have to do every week or every month, except for CEO time. But I really encourage you to get into the habit of really taking a strategic look at your business. Your business should work for you. Your business should be formulated in such a way that it makes achieving your revenue goals possible. It should enable you to get to the impact goal or to serve clients in the way that you really want to. And if it's not working for you, this is your invitation to push the pause button and just take a hard look at your business. We're moving into the end of 2024, the end of, or the beginning of the fourth quarter. This is when we're recording this episode. And it's a really great time to just take a hard look at your business and make sure that you're able to finish out the year in a way that you really want to. And if you're thinking, well, three months isn't that much time, I'm really far behind. Let me assure you, you can get a lot done. You can get a lot accomplished in three months. Strategic, focused action. So if you have questions about this, I am more than happy to answer them. By all means, you can send me a DM, send me an email, comments in the, in the comments of the podcast. I am more than happy to break this down for you. I would love to answer any questions. So feel free to reach out as, as always. And I will leave you in the way that I always do, which is be bold, be courageous, go make 